0: We got the coffee flowing. Ready? Let's go. <laughs> Good morning. Almost afternoon. We are post-run, about to drop a bonus episode on you. We have an uh, eight-week to half-marathon plan we'd like
1: to share with you Yeah. All. Can you cram for a half-marathon? You're about to find out. Uh, we are the Ryan Galloway Girls. I'm Liz. I'm Naomi. And we're going to just bust out that we've got an eight-week half-marathon plan for you, specifically timed... If you start on Monday, you can be ready for the half marathon for Jeff Galloway's half marathon in Atlanta. Yeah, March 19th is the race date. And Um, we have a code for a discount for you. All of that will be in the blog post show notes that go along with this. But uh, March and April are kind of half marathon season.
0: Yeah, there's a ton of races uh, all over the country, so we can probably share some other ones too that might be the timing might be uh, the same timing for you whether or not you can make it to Jeff's race in Atlanta. Yeah
1: and March and April are kind of half marathons uh, like as we said half marathon season and the half marathon is really the people's marathon distance it is long enough to feel like you are a fucking badass when you complete it but not so long that it takes your entire life to train for it (laughs) and the, the risk of injury as long as you are going slow and methodically up to the distance is relatively low. So this plan is really a cram. And if you hear some craziness in the background, Penny has decided to be a part of the show today. So she is sitting right next to us, right next to the microphone. Trying to get some pets. Yeah, trying to be all about this. So This, um, (laughs) this half marathon plan, uh, you do need to have some minimal base fitness. And what we are defining that as is the ability to kind of walk around the mall for an hour and a half without needing, like being out of breath Mm -hmm. or needing to sit down. So if you're like one of those people that like, you know, a 30 minute walk is really going to take it out of you, this isn't your plan. But we will come at you with a how to start running, how to how to transition from walking to running. We got you. But this plan is, you know, you have minimal base fitness um, and no niggles or injuries. And you're like, yeah, I want to try a half marathon this year. Like I've been looking for a goal and, and I think yes. I can do it. Yeah. This is
0: for you to be able to jump in and get you to the distance And complete the distance on race day. We're not talking about racing for time with this plan or with this goal of, again, it's a cram. Eight weeks is not a very long time to get ready for a half marathon distance, but it will get you to the distance to finish
1: it. And it's not – and we're not saying that you can't finish and finish well. It's just – we really we really believe that Slow and Steady wins the race, and the race is being a runner for life. So let's kind of jump in with, with what this, this plan is. So we are, um, this is very loosely based on Jeff Galloway's plans, uh, this eight-week cram. Um, you're going to run easy for 30 minutes twice a week with a day in between them. You're going to have two full rest days a week. And those two rest days are going to be the day before and the day after your long run. And then on the other two days a week, you have an optional 30-minute walk or 30-minute cross train. And that's it. It's pretty easy. And we are going to kind of go over what easy means. So when we say easy, we mean easy. You should be able to speak in full sentences. You should have zero trouble breathing. Yeah. If you're um, using a heart
0: rate monitor, you should be in your, you know, blue or lower green
1: at the most. We zones. always talk about the color zones yes. <laughs> using the Garmin heart rate monitor. We're super Garmin fans. We love it. It's like such a usable device. Um, we're both Phoenix wearers, but even the um, even the low-end... Um, And even the low end ones aren't really low end, but even the forerunners are just incredible. And so the Garmin has a five zone model. And even if your maximum heart rate on the Garmin is not adjusted and you possibly have a higher max heart rate by sticking to the zones, just the automatic zones on the Garmin, you're going to be, you're going to be easy. Like if anything, it's going to be too easy, but there's no such thing as too easy. So that's what's amazing about it. <laughs> yeah, especially when we're talking about
0: again this this training plan and being that really we haven't put in any speed work. This is just uh, get just you, to complete the distance. So get
1: you to the finish line without developing shin splints, without, without injuries, without developing any of those new runner injuries, any of those those things that you know make you quit a training plan. And okay. so. And actually, you know, even if you have a little bit of experience yeah. running and you haven't done a half marathon in a couple of years, you haven't gone over an hour in a couple of years, this is a great plan for you. So yeah. when we talk about easy with that and when we're also going to define what a run is, a run is when you go out with the intention that the activity is a run. That may mean that you're walking the entire time, which is that sounds crazy, right? But <laughs> If you go out with, like, this is my 30 minute run today, that's enough. That's enough for it to be your quote run. So, um, Great. so intention is key. Yeah, absolutely. So, our interval recommendations are always a 30 second walk. And the reason we go with a 30 second walk is actually like an informal experiment and survey of run walkers that Jeff Galloway did in 2014, where he found that his run walkers preferred a 30-second walk and shorter intervals using the same ratios. Um, previous to that, it, he was all about the one-minute walk. But he found like runners just appreciated the 30-second walk and that when you lengthened the walk past 30 seconds, you the recovery benefits didn't necessarily improve, but the pace slowed. Yeah, so
0: the efficiency of it just decreased from there after 30 seconds essentially and he has trained uh, you know basically a million runners at this point and so yeah. it's in the hundreds of thousands so he was using kind of metadata from many many years and decided at and that feedback, point And feedback like yeah. personal
1: feedback from runners yeah. that doesn't mean that if you are enjoying 45 seconds of walking or even a minute of walking you do you boo um <laughs> and then for our run suggestions we recommend 5 seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds We don't really, on easy, because this is a complete easy plan, we don't really recommend more than 30 seconds of running. Like, And I know that sounds crazy, but you're going to find your running economy and your running efficiency Mm -hmm. to be better with shorter intervals um, because you're not going to get as tired. You're not going to slow down. You don't have to temper yourself as much when you use these shorter intervals. Um, So, yeah, that's that's what we recommend. And now here's where we're going to get into the a little bit crazy, and you're going to be like, what? That's going to take forever. (laughs) So our Sunday long runs, this is really what matters to get you up to the half marathon distance. And you're going to start out with that very first week with a six-mile long run. And that six-mile long run should take you at least – One hour and 20 minutes. And you're gonna say, What? This is going
0: to, this is way slower than I'm used to if you have a bit of experience. And, you know, basically the idea is that, again, time on our feet is more important than the distance, but um, we need you to slow down. So even if you do have some experience and you're out there, logging six, six
1: miles in, and
0: normally it takes you an hour and 10 minutes or-, or even an hour. Yeah. Even
1: if you are a runner that can run a 10 minute mile for six miles and, but you're finding that when you race, you're not much faster. You're, mm-hmm. you know, this is where when you slow down, you're going to start build, building some speed that will be really incredible so that is, it sounds crazy. So you're going to do at least an hour and 20 minutes, and you're going to max out at one hour, one and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And so even if you haven't completed the six mile distance at one and a half hours, that is okay. Stop at one and a half hours. Um, this, so this is based on kind of a 15 minute mile with kind of, you want to be no faster than 1245 per mile. And But this is really to make sure that once you ramp up in distance, you're not going to get any shin splints. You're not going to get any IT band issues. You're not going to get any of those new runner things that takes new runners out in the first three to four weeks of being on a running plan. So the pattern over eight weeks, you're going to do six miles, then eight miles, then 10 miles. You're going to come down for a nice rest week at six miles again. Then you're gonna go 10 miles, 12 miles, you're gonna come back down for that rest week at six miles taper for week. your taper week, then you're gonna do a half marathon. And I truly believe that following this plan, as long as you have a base fitness of being able to be on your feet for an hour and a half before you start this plan, and you don't even have to be walking around just like on your like think of a marathon shopping day. If you can handle a marathon shopping day without having to stay in bed the whole next day. I believe anybody could complete a half marathon that has a four-hour time limit using this plan. Like, I really do. I think that this is something that is is totally doable with a little bit of base fitness. And as we said, if this is not where you're at, that is okay. This is a cram plan. We understand (laughs) it. Um, But this plan is a great one if, say, you want to do a Disney half marathon or Jeff's half marathon or your first half marathon coming from any distance shorter
0: than a half. Yeah. And those midweek runs, like like we said, are going to be, they're really just going to be capped at 30 minutes. You're not going to need to do longer runs in the week. This is great for those busy um, professionals, you know, everybody out there who's got a lot going on during the week and you don't have the time to, you know, go out for an hour or two
1: on your weekdays. So, yeah. And like, to be honest, when I very first started running um, and was t- training out to do half marathons, there were weeks, multiple weeks in a row where I only did a, a weekend long run. And we can talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. So thinking about that, I yeah, I used to
0: really think of myself as a weekend warrior because that's when all my mileage would hit. And so yeah, the goal here again is that, you know, your your goal is to finish the half marathon distance. Your goal is to participate. It's not necessarily to have any sort of outsets of time goals. So your volume might be pretty low. You might feel like, "Wait a minute, I shouldn't my long run shouldn't be taking up 80% of my weekly mileage." But in this case that is that might occur. Like your first Yeah.
1: And, mm-hmm. and if you're doing a plan like this, this is eight weeks to a half marathon. This isn't 16 weeks. If you had 16 weeks to a half marathon, we would probably encourage... Um, we probably encourage not building up as quickly. We probably mm-hmm. would have midweek runs um, increase to maybe even forty-five minutes. We might um, we might put in some twenty percent like faster work. We might put in something called the magic mile. So let's actually talk a little bit about the magic mm-hmm. mile and why this plan is based on fifteen-minute miles. Yeah. So what is a magic mile? Okay, so basically with Jeff
0: Galloway's plans, every three or four weeks we will do, or we should do, a magic mile to figure out sort of where we are in our fitness. And so this is, you are not running all out, but you are going to do, you're going to do a warm-up mile or two, whatever it takes you to kind of get in the groove. Then you're going to run a pace that is comfortably hard that you don't think you could run much farther than you can do them with walk breaks you can do it without but generally if you're used to doing walk breaks you might you know stick with your walk breaks and it's a gauge your first one is not going to be your fastest ever mile it's going to be something that in three weeks you're going to be able to beat
1: but that in, time. on that on that note, it should still be a 90 90 to 95% effort. Mm-hmm. You should not feel pukey at the end, <laughs> but it should feel pretty darn hard. Yeah. So I personally always struggle with the magic mile. Um, the magic mile is a predictor to help you with paces. Since I've been running for quite a while. I actually find a better predictor for me is a two-mile block or a three-mile block or three one-mile repeats, three or four one-mile repeats, because I just personally can't push for that one mile. But as a new runner, one mile can feel like a long time. So the best way to do this is to go to the track. Um, I tend to recommend... If you kind of know where you're at, you can kind of use these, uh, use the Jeff Galloway um, interval recommendations for kind of your mile, right? So if you. On his website, jeffgalloway.com. It's on the Magic Mile Predictor page. You go back down, or you scroll down. So if you feel like, I think I can run a nine-minute mile, you're going to do two minutes to two minutes. um, So right about two minutes of running, And then 30 seconds of walking for your magic mile. If you think, I think I can be 8.30, you are going to increase that to three minutes. Now, you might find that you can do 8.30 or even eight minutes using two. You might find that, you know, these times are even too fast for where you're at. That's okay. Your magic mile could it's all yours. It's personal. And so we just wanted to highlight that a 9-minute mile, which a 9-minute mile is pretty it's pretty fast. It's it's a hard mile. The long run pace recommended by this calculator is 13:42 for your long run pace. This plan is based on 15-minute miles. So, if you're like, "Well, I can only run um, you know, a 10:30," there you go. This is where this plan is, is for you. for you, yeah. Um, and don't ever think, well, I'm not a runner because I'm not fast because that's all BS. Like it's all about just being out there and participating. Being a runner is about enjoying running. And if you're not, also, if you're not enjoying it, you're probably going too fast. Yeah. And if you run, you're a runner
0: and trust us, you know, some people might say, Oh, you guys are fast. Like, no, we're still way slow compared to a lot of people out there. So Absolutely. So there is a huge scale of what it means to be a runner. Well, and,
1: so. and I think we said in our first podcast, like, well, we're, you know, I mean, we are in the top 10% of runners. I mean, so in some fields, we're only in the top 30%. But we're we're relatively quick. But if you were to look at our training paces you'd be like oh that like they're normal they're slow runners even because we yeah. we like love our 12 minute miles they're so great and i think we said in the very first episode there's no such thing as too slow so this plan will hopefully get you across the finish line of a half marathon in 8 weeks and now the wonderful thing I, again with this plan is it's got 3 runs a week only 3 But you also have these two optional walk or cross-training days that you don't have to do. And walking or cross-training doesn't mean doing like a Tabata workout or like Jillian Michaels body shred, whatever. Because that's what I used to think cross-training was. I used to think cross-training meant destroy my body. (laughs) No, cross-training is that time for you to use different muscles Mm -hmm. and really care for your body. Um, you know, the other thing about this, when you're doing an eight week half marathon cram plan like this, this is not the time to start restricting your food. This is not the time to also start a diet because a, a runner that is injury free is a runner that is fueled. And so if you are like, oh, I'm going to use this eight week plan to cram for a half marathon and lose weight. This is, this is not for you. If you are like, I would like to lose weight, well, you need to figure out why you want to lose weight because probably what you actually want is to just love your body. And so maybe focus on what it can do versus what it looks like right? or (laughs) or what size it is. What size it is. Like, you know, so many people, I pose this question on my Facebook, like what's the thing that's standing between you and your goals? And so many people said food. And I was like, well, maybe you should... Maybe you should make goals that aren't, that don't depend on food standing in your way. Maybe you should make a goal to be able to do two push ups or five push ups or 10 push ups, whatever it is, wherever you're at, or make a goal to enjoy 30 minutes outdoors every other day because then it's like, it's not this thing that you have to, like, everybody has to eat. So, anyway, we're going to have to have a whole, like, food episode, <laughs> yes. I think. Um, but we just want to say that that while you're doing this, and we understand for a lot of people, jumping into a half marathon in eight weeks is a huge undertaking. And could really, like, it could really just be something that your body's never done before. Um, so, this plan will be up on our website uh, and in the blog uh, post that accompanies the show, so it's on rungallowaygirls.com slash podcast, and this will be episode two, The there will also be a link to a 30, uh, or sorry, an eight-week plan to become a runner. And so if you are not ready to jump into this half marathon plan, do not worry because becoming a runner can happen in eight weeks too. And while we're on that, In the Becoming a Runner plan, we have broken down what a 30-minute easy run looks like. And the way that we've prescribed this 30-minute easy run is something that you could use for the cram to half marathon plan as well. And it is a 10-minute walk followed by 10 minutes of 10 seconds of running and 30 seconds of walking, ending with a 10-minute walk. And there's your 30-minute run right there. It does not, this does not have to be 30 straight minutes of running. Right. Yeah. 30 straight it's minutes of, or even, or intervals, even of intervals. intervals right out the door. It can be a 10 minute of like getting ready to run those intervals. You might find that this holds you back a little too much. And I I find intervals are so easy to just kind of like jump into right out the door. Mm-hmm. But if you're not there yet, you're not there yet. Yeah. Um. So this plan does get you up to, from, not from like te- broken down into 3 10-minute blocks down to breaking it into a 5-minute block a 20-minute block and then a 5-minute block. And actually it stays that way for the whole 8 weeks like you start everything with a walk. Um and so in 16 that means anyone at any fitness level could be ready for a half marathon in 16 yeah.
0: weeks. Yeah, if you can walk again, it's kind of like that base fitness of can you walk this time it's can you walk around the mall for, for 30 minutes right. versus an hour and a half to jump into our, our eight week to half marathon plan. This is starting from really from zero. Um yeah. and if you have a little bit of again, if you have a little bit of experience or if, let's say, let's talk about a little bit about what the cross training could be on those other days. If you already do something, if you have a Peloton, so we don't want you to on your cross training days, you know, overwork those same muscles mm-hmm. again. Yep. We just want you to kind of spin them out. So if you already have some experience in something else, you're you're ready to start this plan for sure.
1: And and the other thing about the Galloway method and about these plans and even about like even the most advanced Galloway plans, the rest day before and after your long run are the most important rest days because that long run, you want it to feel easy and amazing and refreshed and just incredible for the entire time. Um, so we are uh, just so happy to be able to share this with you. And let's maybe like reminisce about our first half marathons. Do you want to talk about your fa- oh, first sure. half and how you got into
0: it? Yeah, sure. So my background, so I had run sort of for fitness throughout, you know, college, grad school. It was very, I was not, I did not call myself a runner. It was to try to lose weight. My, um, at the time, my my boyfriend, now my husband, he uh, was a runner. He had run throughout, you know, high school cross country and all that. And so when we were, um, you know, dating and, and then once we were married, he was pretty into. You know, he wanted me to kind of sign up for races with him. He got me. He convinced me to sign up for my first race, which was a ten k. And then um, he's told me well so if you can run half the distance then you can do the full this full distance so basically I believe run, that yeah. too
1: I actually am a huge believer like if you can do a 5k you're ready for a 10k if yeah you can do a with 10k a few weeks of training. with a, with a few weeks with eight weeks if you're ready yeah. for a, it like if you can do a 10k you're ready to train for a half except the marathon I truly yeah. do not think people should.
0: Jump even within start the same year. Even or... start
1: training for a marathon until they have been consistently running for a year. And that yeah. means, and consistently running to me means once a week for a year. Like it's not right. a lot, but like you have to have, have a base. some base. Yeah. And then I think you should do a six month to marathon plan versus like, I hate these 12 week to marathon plans for brand new marathoners. Like I really do. I think it just opens you up to injuries Mm -hmm. and then makes you finish a marathon and go, I'm never doing that again. And so many marathoners are one and done because of it.
0: Yeah. And it's a common bucket list item. So I know some people might have that outset, but we want you to finish and be like, wow, I Maybe that was really hard, but I want to try it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because marathons get way more fun the more you do them, and half (laughs) marathons do too. Oh yeah, they definitely do. I think I've done about thirty-seven or so now that are official, not including all the training runs. So,
1: so what was your first half?
0: So yeah, so that so that same you know that summer fall. So he got me signed up for this ten k, and then he said, okay, since you can do the ten k, now you can do a half, and so we did. We signed up for the Hershey Half. I was super scared out of my mind to go from doing, never having done more than about six miles, you know, up up to that 10K distance, to jumping to, you know, doubling that. And so we, um, this was pre-kids, so we trained together over that summer, the Hershey Half, which sadly they've stopped doing after 10 seasons, they stopped it. Um, This uh, was in October. So we basically throughout July, August, and September, we trained together. We did our last long run. I think we did 12 miles. I definitely, along the way all summer, I definitely felt like every ache and pain along the way. I, like I said before, I was a straight runner. I didn't do intervals at this time.
1: You are um, probably running close to your, to your threshold run. pace all the time, right. too, I was because running. Scott was so fast.
0: Yeah, I wasn't running with him all the time. Oh, okay. So we would go to, like, Berkeley Park, which is yeah. a loop. For those of you who are not local, and we would run around the lake. Yeah, it was a four. It's a four mile, four like, and a half mile. It's loop. trail, but not it's really. Trail.
1: It's like yeah. a soft. It's like soft, but flat with no roots. Yeah, like it's dirt, but it's yeah. So we would be able to leave our
0: water bottles and stuff. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we got to, um, you know, got to Hershey. I did feel pretty prepared for that first, having done twelve. But I will tell you, mile eleven had you circling around a parking lot because I don't know, it's, it's it finishes at Hershey Park. So if you're familiar with like sort of like with Disney races, you sometimes run around these ridiculously huge parking lots. And so we're running around this parking lot and I hit this wall and it was brutal getting to the finish line. I have no idea what my splits were like back then. I didn't wear like a fancy watch. Yeah. But I'm sure I had some significant slowdown after 10 or, you know, 11 miles because I just was, it was like I was yeah. probably running close to threshold at the time. Um, I did finish with like a pretty okay time. I think my finish was like a two oh five, and so I also raced a ten miler in the lead up, and that ten miler was at that same pace, which is like a nine thirty pace. So yeah. I didn't, you know, improve or or get slower between a ten mile and a half in there. But um, it was a was it, it Army
1: Town or did you do a different? It time? was the rest the Reston. Okay. Yeah, so it was
0: hilly. Yeah, and so. Um, I definitely finished to where, like, it was almost like my first marathon, thinking back, like, the next day, not being able to walk I rem- up and down the stairs. Oh, my gosh. I
1: remember that, like, it was... I remember that feeling like it, it was yesterday, um, the day after your first half. Like, I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Yeah, not being able to, like,
0: walk up and down the stairs, being in, like, and also being so proud of that accomplishment, mm-hmm. though. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, and, and I definitely had the itch to, like, want to do that again. But it was, it was was it was definitely one of the hardest things I've done. So I can... Definitely say that half marathons are no easy
1: feat. But you're usually better after a half, after three or four days, which is yes. like after your first marathon. It takes a lot longer because of the cumulative breakdown. Yeah. Um, the wonderful thing about a half marathon is even even with the training, even with it being brand new. You should be okay and recovered about a week to a week and a half later, which that's what makes this the people's distance. So my first half marathon, um, I, in, this is, I'm going to start like, to me, actually starting running. So in 2007, my mom had signed up for the Army 10 miler and moved to Germany and couldn't do it. So I went and picked up her bib, and shame on me, I did the Army 10-miler in her bib, having never run more than four miles before. <laughs> uh, so I started in the back of the pack with this woman who was a speed walker, and we walked 12-minute miles. No joke, we walked 12-minute miles. Wow. Like, oh, my gosh, my hips were
0: killing me on
1: fire (laughs) they were so bad so at mile six I was like I've got to run and so I finished I so I like ran off and on for for like the last little bit for the last four miles and my hips were I mean it was it was crazy I could barely walk um afterwards and I finished in an hour 53 and I was like I have to do this again I was like I like this is something I have to do and so I um The next year, my best friend had gotten married in April and we'd been working out in the gym together. And after her wedding, this is how actually I became a runner. I said, well, do you want to go to the gym? And so it was like May or June. I was like, do you want to go to the gym or do you want to maybe like run? She goes, well, let's go for a run. And like, she hated running. I was like surprised that she suggested it. Like this is a girl who like never ran like a mile in high school. Like, and we didn't know what we were doing. We went out for like it was crazy. We would just like went out for 20 minutes. We went until we couldn't run anymore. And then we walked back basically. <laughs> and so then I bought the Jeff Galloway 5K, 10K plan. And we were going to do a 10K in the fall. But I was like, oh, I want to do the 10 miler in the fall. Yeah. So we like just added some distance so that I could do the 10 miler in the fall. So I did the Army 10 miler in the fall, just like you did a 10 miler. And then, and because she had done the training with me, she was like, well, let's do a half marathon. And so we signed up for... That it's now DC Rock and Roll, but it used to be the SunTrust National yes. Half Marathon. So we signed up for that, and we trained together. And I think we actually went up to 15 miles before, mm-hmm. um, because we were following, following one us. of Jeff's plans. And so we did over distance. A lot of half marathon plans might only take you to 10 miles. So I was surprised yeah. when you said that you did 12. But that was probably Scott's experience. I Think we we're following Hal Higdon. Oh, and yeah, we probably
0: didn't do we probably did more intermediate versus the beginner because yeah. we had bases of run, yeah. but it wasn't again, it wasn't well, distance.
1: And this is a bit, be- this is a beginner plan that we're putting out there that does take you to 12 miles. And the reason it takes you to 12 miles and the reason it takes you to three hours is so that you can really finish, and even if you can't complete 12 miles in three hours. That's okay. The three hours on your feet, like and yeah. keeping your heart rate super low, right? Because on race day, I don't care how high your heart rate gets. Honestly, on race day, like put it all out there, like that's what you're there for. It's the race. Um, we just wanna keep you so we wanna hold you back. We wanna just like like we want you itching to like let yeah. loose and break free. On race day, now we don't want you to break, let loose, or break free until mile ten. Yeah. Um, but we want you feeling so good at mile ten that you can yeah. kind of oh, that's going to be loud. Sorry for the <laughs> clap, guys. Um, so that you can really race in. So I go the night before the race. I go to um, I go out to eat with my roommate at the time, and we ran into one of my best friends, Adam, and his fiance now wife, Jill. And Adam's like, oh, you're running tomorrow? Can you drive Jill? So Jill and I, have, like, we really only knew each other a little bit at this time. We coached together a couple of times, but we weren't friends yet. And so this is, like, really the beginning of our friendship. So I drove Jill and my best friend, Erin. Swim Aaron. coach, by the way. Swim, yeah, she's mm-hmm. a swim coach. Um, Her husband, Adam, and I have coached forever. We were, like, best friends since eighth grade. Um, And so we, I drove us to the Metro, and we metroed to the start and everything. Thing, and we ran the race, and I—this is the competitive jerk in me—I <laughs> was like, "Well, I'm going to beat Jill today." <laughs> I mean, that's horrible. Aww, we love you, um, Jill. I do love Jill, but but she it was like super motivating because she had done a marathon. I was like, "Oh uh, yeah," and we finished like minutes apart from each other, actually. Um, But I remember I had to go to the bathroom. I was ahead of her, and I had to go to the bathroom, and then she like. I found her and she passed me like after I went to the bathroom I was like oh no but I used it as encouragement and not in a like a mean way that I wanted to beat her but, but I was like I'm and and I'm saying this you know I mean this was 2009 I think she'll forgive me for (laughs) for using her as motivation to to rock.
0: (laughs) I think we've all used people in our groups to, like, be the rabbit for us and and figure out how we can... And
1: I think it's totally okay to be like, I'm going to try to beat them, but then not say... Like, it's only internal motivation. And if she had beaten me, I would have been like, yay, great job. Like, I'm going to try again next time. Like, it's all positive. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, versus, like... Malicious or anything. But yeah. I use that as super motivation. And um, the other thing that I didn't know was a thing until literally the night before the race was that you should try to break two hours. And so I went out there and I was like, I'm going to break two hours. Oh my gosh. And so I ran 157.59. And it's crazy because the time on the times that like athletes pulls is the gun time, not the chip time. Because and so it's such it's, an old race. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong on my athletes, oh, but crazy. it is correct in the in the actual results. So it's one fifty seven fifty nine and like, I was so proud of myself and I was like, this is amazing. Like I want to do it again. And then and I was like, I'm never going to run a full marathon though. And yeah. Oh, yeah, so I did a half that, I did a half that next fall. And so I was doing like a half in the spring and a half in the fall. So I did that in 2009 and then 2010, half in the spring, half in the yeah. fall, 2011, half in the spring. And someone convinced me to sign up for a full marathon in the fall. Yeah. So we'll definitely talk about the marathon. But yeah. Um. But it really, like, I remember, like, I lived four floors up in a walk-up apartment. And I remember it being so hard to walk up and down stairs. Yeah. I remember my legs just not working. I remember feeling, like, exhausted and hungry and exhilarated all at the same time. And... I also took a gel for the very oh, first yeah. time ever. Fueling. I took a yeah. gel for the very first time ever that was a coarse gel yeah. at mile seven, and it was a vanilla goo, and I was like, why have I never been taking these? These are amazing. It tastes like frosting. <laughs> I loved it so much, but back then, I didn't Did fuel you know? at all. Oh, wow. I ran with, like, sometimes with Gatorade, but most of the time just with water, And so, yeah. So with this plan, our suggestion is use fuel that is designed for runners. Mm -hmm. The reason is there's some science to back it up. We love honey stinger, Mm -hmm. but you can use goo. You Mm -hmm. can use sport beans. You can spring energy, whatever. Whatever you like. And if you are starting to have any digestive issues, After an hour in, it is because you did not have enough. It is not your fuel that you're, when you're taking it and getting those digestive issues, it's not that the fuel is causing digestive issues. It's that you waited too long. Yeah. You need to start earlier in the race or before, take a half gel when you're in the corral. Take a full, take a full, full take a full, um, take a full, even on your long run days, take a full, head out the door 10 minutes later. I personally love... A, like about a half every 20 minutes to even a quarter every 10 minutes versus yeah. waiting 40 minutes to take a whole. And that's part of why we love
0: Honey Singer, the chews versus the gels, because you can just right. parse them out every 10 minutes. You can have a couple
1: chews. I mean, sometimes every three minutes. Or every, yeah. And so that and way you're never under fuel. The other thing about the chew packets is they're 160 to 180 yep. calories, whereas a gel is 190 100. to 100 calories and so you're getting a little bit more and i still aim to eat a whole pack within an hour which is more than if i were to take a gel every 45 minutes yeah. like you know i i'm a big believer in air on the side of overfueled um versus underfueled because your body your endocrine system will just crash when you're if you have multiple days of being slightly underfueled even if you're making it up in other ways and remember like even though we're saying don't diet, even though we're saying, you know, like, there's no such thing as too slow and things like that. Running is not a free pass to eat whatever you want at all times. Listen to your body. How does what you're eating make you feel? If you want something, eat it. If you are eating because you're sad or you're extra happy and it causes you to like gorge and then you don't feel well think about what those emotions like what's causing those emotions and deal with that and the food will follow eventually like don't focus on the food piece like like we're saying but also try don't let it be like well I'm running I can drink two bottles of wine like you still have to make healthy choices yeah and one
0: thing also I want to note we are saying any brand you like Yes, but don't go and drink just your noon and think that that is providing you fuel. It is not, there are no calories yeah, in that. It's right. just electrolytes. So if you're doing noon, please also fuel with, yes. you know, a waffle and or a gel or whatever love. We
1: love, uh, love electrolyte. Noon. We yeah. love electrolyte brands. We love noon. We love um, salt stick mm-hmm. chews. We love, um, you know, if you are, if you don't want to drink, your calories yep. like if you don't want to use Gatorade or what was tailwind the thing? tailwind mm-hmm. tailwind is actually if you're like I don't want to eat tailwind yeah, is amazing it's great for being able to drink instead of eat but, but you have to mix it at the full strength yeah or you have to bring additional food because we have both in the past been like well I'll mix tailwind at quarter strength and it'll be fine like we're we were dumb like learn from our <laughs> mistakes I used to think that I needed to get into a glycogen-depleted state, and this is, like, well beyond beginner half marathon here. But I used to think that that would make me a better runner if I could get completely glycogen-depleted mm-hmm. and still finish my run, which is, like, stupid. It's like ketosis. It was, you know? it was crashing my endocrine system. Yeah. Like, it was causing me to, to get shakes. It was causing me to lose lose my appetite, which then... Made me not listen to hunger cues, which then, like, gave me injuries that are harder and disrupted my sleep. And part of being a runner is taking care of your body and, like, treating it like a temple, like, that you love.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Think about what, you know, obviously... We're not the pros, and, you know, and we know you're not, but think about what the pros do. Like, their whole life is surrounded by recovery. It's all, you know, they're getting massages. They're getting, they're going for cryotherapy, like, all yeah. that great stuff. They're not just hammering away at hard miles.
1: Right. And and if a pro, if you see a pro out there running 730s, it's because their race pace is, it's, like, 5s. Right. Right? On 4.50. Like, so... You're you running nine forty fives when your race pace is nine oh nine. That is like them going out and running five thirty. Mm-hmm. like that's why we're saying you've got to be super slow. So hopefully this wasn't too much of a downer of an episode. And hopefully you got a lot of great information. About the half, we truly think that you can jump right in and cram for a half marathon. Um, I mean, I crammed for a full marathon, and we'll have to talk about that one later. Uh-huh. Because I think if you do have some marathon experience, you can cram for a full, too. Yeah. And, yeah, we really want to make sure you guys
0: know about Jeff's race. Again, this is the perfect time. You've got basically it's it's nine weeks from today. So eight weeks from next Saturday, if you start our plan now, next yeah. Sunday, um, and come. Monday
1: is Monday on this plan is a rest day, so, so tomorrow you can rest. So you can actually like, on start the plan and start with a rest day.
0: Yeah, um, but come join us in Atlanta. We're gonna, you know, we're we're gonna be there, and we're gonna hopefully also do some meet and greets. Yeah, and um, we have a code. It's for ten percent off. You can sign up for the the five k, the half, uh, or both the challenge, like we're doing. Yeah, and the code is Ambassador Twenty Three. So use that for 10% off. Come do the challenge. We're going to run the 5K super easy
1: shakeout run. Yep. And then we're, um, I think we're actually trying to race the half, which is, um, or at least it will be um, pace practice for Mm -hmm. us. And then we'll probably double back and try to like encourage, cheer in and encourage some finishers in. So that'll be super fun. Um, and then if you can't do Jeff's race live, we understand Not everybody can make it to Atlanta. There's, virtual. Um, there's a virtual option. And there's so many great half marathons yeah. out there. In March and April. Yeah, there's so many. And 10 milers, 10 milers, such a great distance. I think that's both of yeah. our favorites.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. And I know that weekend or the weekend after, there's a couple we've done rock and roll. If you're in this area, D.C., um, and there's like the Philly love run, which I did last year. was super fun in Philly. Um, but, yeah, tons of great races, March and April. And the weather, April can get warm. But March, almost everywhere in the country, there's going to be decent weather for yeah. for your first half or your first one in a while.
1: And then if you are in the D.C. area, you can do this eight-week-to-half marathon and do one of the half marathons or just half marathon around here. And then there's also the women's half marathon in May, in mm-hmm. early May, and the Frederick half marathon same in Same weekend, yeah. Oh, it's the same weekend this First year? weekend of May. It's usually okay. the same. Yeah, same as women's. So, you have both of those, and with, you know, kind of a start half marathon plan, and then you could do and improve your half marathon plan, and we will definitely have one of yes. those coming. Um, and it, a half marathon is easy enough to be able to race two in a season. Yeah, exactly. It really you is. can
0: do them, you know, five, six, seven, eight weeks apart, or even three weeks apart. Yeah. Uh, we've done that, of yeah. course, and gotten and picked up speed on them. So, We'll we'll make sure to talk about that too as we get closer.
1: Yeah. Into so um, hopefully you check out this plan and give it a try. And we would love to hear from you. Make sure leave us comments, um, rate, reviews, subscribe. We are everywhere you can listen to podcasts right now, Yay. except Google because it's taking a little while. But um, yeah, please share this podcast out with people that you think might like it. And we'll be back on Wednesday with like a regular a episode. regular episode.
0: And thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone so far who has listened and given us feedback. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye.